Hello, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to 2023 and a goodbye to 2022 with a lot of learning, perhaps, and a lot of empowering lessons that we could have from 2022 now and moving on forward. Um, I like to say that my relationship with Source, we may call it God, you may call it Allah, is a priority and my foundation and everything that I want to do, I want to think should and must emanate from that relationship. And since I see you as an expression of the source, so my relationship with you, even through this podcast from a distance or in person is also important to me. And I'd like to expect that today as the first episode that we're going to have for 2023 as an empowering one. And, you know, it's our serendipity that we have Dr. Frederick David Graves as our first speaker or first guest in 2023. So Dr. Graves, welcome. And yes, please lead us to an empowering first episode for 2023 so that we just don't end up having that intellectual masturbation with no <laughs> real action okay we want to have a real we don't want to leave our audience hanging all the time we we know some problems and others although are still living under the rock but for those who are above the rock it's our responsibility and obligation to jump start this podcast so welcome thank you what what fun <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the little bit that i know about dr graves is he's been doing his work for over four decades already i believe or three decades i don't want him to make it so old but in age wisdom comes as well so he he was 39 years old when he started law school and before that as he writes in his website that he is a carpenter a fisherman a boat builder and he did many odd jobs and in those many odd jobs he also many legal cases so that gave him and his aha moment that hey i can't afford to hire a lawyer but maybe I could be my own lawyer. So that's what he was thinking and he wrote that. So then he passed the boards in 1996 and has been having some many win cases and helping others through his online courses in the howtowinincourt.com. And I know some friends of mine who have used it. I didn't have to use it, knock on wood, not yet no okay and of course roy with us see he's been referring to this and so it's just you know anyway let me give it to him and see then drive us to this empowering first episode you can start wherever you want to start dr graves well why don't i start where the one who is in whom we move and live and have our being speaks to me from time to time. And let's start with here's a thought. Everything we're doing so far is words. We could show our faces, we could wave our hands, but we have words and words are power. 
and words are powerful when they're used correctly. And it's come to me recently that if we spend a little bit more time helping each other and teaching our children the meaning of words, that maybe that would be a good beginning and that the process of putting those words together might be less important, really, in the long run, than understanding what the words are, what they say, what they stand for. And as I see it, many of those words are what we might call spirits, words like justice, words like prudence and temperance and fortitude and faith and hope and joy. And we really haven't spent a lot of time doing that. I mean, in, in education here, I don't, I don't know what it's like in Bavaria or Poland, but I know that here we're spending an awful lot of tax dollars to babysit for our children. And we have this opportunity to beef up the education system, to uh, deepen the, the, uh, the impact by teaching more things that are fundamental that are being ignored, I think, by you know, the modern world, so-called. <laughs> I was writing something yesterday evening, and I, I realized that you know, we talk about this world being modern, but if you think about it, the people in 1776, they probably thought their world was modern too. If you look back almost any time in history, people, they were at the cutting edge of now as we are today. But to imagine, as I think too many do, that we've suddenly arrived at some plateau that we can't, uh, that we're not going to fall back that uh, World War II and World War I and all the horrors of the past are in the past and that we're safe beyond them when it seems to me that we're sliding down a slippery slope that is uh, being precipitated by our ignorance. People don't like to be told they're ignorant. It's one thing to say to somebody you're stupid, but really we're all ignorant to some extent. We don't know what we don't know. Um, that brings up a wonderful world word called nescience, N-E-S-C-I-E-N-C-E. -E -E. We don't know what we don't know. And so by helping each other to understand these fundamental things, it seems to me that down the road we can achieve the goal that I see of teaching our children from first grade through 12th grade what justice is, what prudence is, what uh, an interrogatory is, is not rocket science, and perhaps influencing the people in high places to begin to be obedient to what the law is, to what the truth is, to what honor is, to what's best for the people, and to, and to start promoting peace and standing against the errors of this world and, and uh Oh, I could go on and on, but why don't we hear from, from, from Roy and Helmut? They're here, too. Well, like, I, I've actually been selling your course, and I see the advantage to it. Plus, I'm on your kind of emailing list, so I see a lot of the things that you write about, which is it's fascinating. One of the things that 
I've kind of delved into, and we, we've had a few people on our show was on kind of UCC common law. And I firmly believe there's a lot of people making mistakes on that. And I know you've touched on it. And I, I feel I personally have had over 100 court cases. So I kind of unfortunately know a bit more <laughs> in the courtroom like I noticed some people going all oh, the yellow around the flag and everything and they're getting themselves in trouble. So you mm -hmm. might touch on that because I think this, that is something that I actually agree with you on. Well, let's go at it from this point. There's, there's a rule book and that's how all this got started. Uh, I picked up the rule book to look up the number for a rule that had to do with requests for admissions. And in Florida, it was 1.380, I believe. But I had forgotten that number, and I wanted to write that into the paper that I was typing out for my client. So here comes the plaintiff buying through his undersigned attorney and moves this honorable court pursuant to rule number, and I had to look in my book. Well, good news. I think it was a discovery. Here's a book that's... How can I do this? Let me get my hand right. The book was probably, it was a good that thick. It really was. Not, not, not kidding you. It was Rules of Court put out by West Publishing Company. And the part that I used was about 30 pages out of 600. That I, that's all I had used for the past 10 years. And they were the rules of procedure and the rules of evidence. That was it. And the people don't know this. And it, to me, it's fascinating. There are lawyers that don't have a clue what they're doing. And we go to court. Well, people do. They go to court and they think, well, I, somebody did me wrong. Uh, it isn't right. The Constitution says they shouldn't do it. Therefore, I should win. And... They're like people trying to play baseball with a tennis racket. You can't do it. The umpire will not allow it. But the rules are easy to learn. You have to know the definition of some words, but there aren't any difficult words. I keep telling people an interrogatory. Oh, my gosh, how do you spell interrogatory? Well, you, you, you look it up. You spell it. But all it is is a, it's, it's a question that you ask somebody in writing in a, in a form that that's in the course and they have to answer that in writing under oath it's a very wonderful thing i've used it over and over again to make bad people you know run and hide and loosen their their purse strings and pay my client for the damages they did by asking them a question that they have to answer under oath the questions in writing we call it an interrogatory it comes from the same word as interrogation it's a question that's all it is, a written question you have to answer under oath. Where, where's the rocket science? It's the fringe on the flag thing. I'll, I'll go here with you, okay? Thank you for the question, Roy. I believe some of this is coming from a foreign entity. Uh, it makes no sense whatsoever. The arguments that the court is somehow a, an admiralty court and that they can't do this and they can't do that and the judges are all crooked and you know it's all a conspiracy they're going to try to kill us and we're all going to end up in a in, in some kind of 
concentration camp in Minneapolis. It makes no sense. But people are believing it. And we can fix that together. You know, I don't have to be part of this. You people can do this. I want you people to do this. Fix it. Lift the lamp for these people who are in darkness. They, they just simply don't understand. And so the more they are in darkness, the more they are criticizing and tearing down the foundation of that thing, which is their only hope, which is a system of government under law that is, that is controllable by the people themselves. I have the belief that, that that's what the people want. If they'll stop long enough to stop complaining about things long enough to begin to realize that, yes, that is what we want. We want good government. We want honest judges. We want to be able to call witnesses and get answers to our questions and make people produce documents and so forth. But when do we begin to encourage those people to realize all this has to be done decently and in order, like the Apostle Paul said long ago, let everything be done decently and in order. Order is the key to this. You can't have peace without order. I mean, think about it, please. I mean, whoever's listening to us and, and you know, chime in, Helmut. But the, the thing is that how can you have peace if there's chaos? How can you have peace if every individual gets to do his own thing, which I favor being able to do your own thing, but when you want to do your own thing in such a way that it goes against the, the grain and of other people and what other people want. Uh, that's why we have speed limits. If, if speed limits 55 miles an hour and you're, you're driving 90, you're not being a patriot. You're not being a good person. You're not part of the answer that we all seek. And the answer that we all seek, I believe, is, is peace with at least a degree, a reasonable degree of prosperity. Give us peace and a reasonable degree of prosperity. So we need a government that will do that for us. But the government has to operate according to order because it has to impose order. And we have too many people, they want to get out of the order. They want to escape from the rules. And they don't seem to understand the rules are what's protecting them in the first place. So if any of this is making sense, because I totally agree with, you, with the courts because I've seen um, people actually getting arrested because they go, I, I don't agree with because you're an admiral law and all that. And also with the rules, like there's some people using the kind of common law with for speeding and they basically say, I don't, uh, you know, it, it, who's the injured party and stuff like that, which in turn everybody then is trying to do their own thing. And so I, I see why we need the courts and the systems with, with, you, with, with, with what you've got, because I've got over 50% of my listeners that are American. But is does uh, are you aware, does it apply to kind of the UK and Ireland and kind of civil, like uh, in Poland, they, they, they go under civil law? We're getting a lot of feedback from people, that people in Australia, New Zealand, Ireland, Wales, Scotland. Uh, there are people in all those countries, uh, India. Um, they're all over. 
and because the bottom line is that the rules may be slightly different, but the process is always the same. We're trying to get at the truth on the record. So we can get the truth on the record, and, and now we move the judge to do what he's being paid to do. We've got the truth on the record. We've, we're using proper procedure. We're using the rules of evidence to filter out the bad stuff and allow the good stuff to get on the record. There you go again. It's on the record, on the record. That's the goal. Get the truth on the record. So the, the evidence rules, the whole thing is so simple. The evidence rules filter out the bad stuff so you don't get nonsense or corrupt confusion into the record. They allow the good things. In fact, they usher in the good things. They really do. They say, come on in, bring me some more truth, get it on the record. The rules promote that. They're not, they're your friend. They're not your enemy. And then to make proper objections, according to the rules, to try to get the judge to understand, well, excuse me, your honor, but this particular person shouldn't be allowed to testify about that particular matter because they have no idea what they're talking about except what somebody told them. And there are the rules that give us this. They're not hard to learn. But again, do we want to live under rules? And this seems to me to be a higher calling for me that I want to encourage and infuse into your minds, each of you, to promote this idea of questioning these people who are off in the weeds do you really want to live without rules? Do you have any idea what life would be like if somehow the rules just disappeared on the 4th of January, 2023? There, now there's no rules, no one to enforce the rules because there are no rules to enforce. I don't want to live like that. I don't want my loved ones to have to live in that world. But that's where we're headed if we don't wake up. And appreciate words like prudence, temperance, fortitude, justice, honor, order, and desire order, but to desire an order that is tempered by love and tempered by wisdom and tempered by the ability to stop and think, well, what's going to be the consequence if we do this? Or what's going to be the consequence if we don't do that? And it's, it's so simple. To me, it's just so simple, and I just want to believe that more and more and more of us are going to pick up on this, be enlightened by this, and make up our minds that this is the most important thing we can do with our lives, is to teach the children and work together to promote peace and a reasonable amount of prosperity for each and every living soul on this planet, not just here, but in Africa. And South America, where the pygmies live, I mean, every human being should be treated with honor, and they should enjoy peace, and they should be protected. And we have to do that ourselves. And we do that by erecting to ourselves systems of government. And I think we have a pretty good one here in the United States. Pretty sure they've got a good one there in Poland. They probably have a pretty decent one there in Bavaria. They probably have corruption. They probably have terrible people doing terrible things, but at the core of it, this wisdom has come from centuries ago. And now we're in this age where we have 
devices. I have a cell phone here and we can communicate and we can make this world a safer place for future generations if we will submit to the order that is established under rules, under law. I'll just say this and then I'll let you guys talk if you will. I remember I, I just recently found a poem by Rudyard Kipling. It's called The uh, the Issue. The, the, it's like the eternal issue, something like that. The old issue, that's the name of the old issue, Rudyard Kipling. And one of the lines in that poem, he says that, that the goal is to live by no man's leave. The leave, no, no, leave to live by no man's leave under, under, under law. Leave to live by no man's leave under law. In other words, to have permission to exist and experience life and participate in, in the wonderful things that life offers us to be able to express ourselves and to, to, to work with our hands and with our minds and, and with our voices and with, with whatever we have, to put food on the table and to do all of those wonderful things within the law. Liberty is a different word from freedom. They're not the same word. And again, it comes back to what we started with this here in 2023. Let us learn and teach our children the meaning of these words. We don't want to be we don't want to be free from law. We don't want to be free from order. We don't want to be free from the rules. We want to use the rules. We want to use the law. We want to use the order to make us safe. Is, does that make sense to you? No, absolutely, absolutely. And with with the course that you're doing as well, because a lot of the time when people are called to court, a lot can be done prior to actually going court that you can actually get it thrown out based on the knowledge that you learned. So you might kind of touch on that. Well, yeah, I, you know, you you approach certain members of the bar, no matter where they are in any country. I mean, Charles Dickens wrote about this. One of his books is called Bleak House. There's a case in there called the Jarndyce case. It's actually cited in some appellate court opinions where justices, you know, went wax trapsodic and mentioned the Jarndyce case, which may not mean anything to anybody that doesn't read Charles Dickens. And the Bleak House novel, where a, a young fella, he wanted to marry his sweetheart and he told her to wait, you wait, and I'll have I'll be able to give you a home, be able to give you everything, carriages, everything. I'll be because the estate of my family is going to be settled. And they waited and they waited. And the lawyers raped and pillaged and took and delayed. All of these things took place because, and here we go, there has never yet been public justice education in the world. But now I have to say this to you people. This has got to be up to you. It can't be up to me anymore. This has to be something you make up your minds that you're going to understand, you're going to, to, to believe in, you're going to commit to, and that you're going to teach yourselves. Sure, I offered a course. It's, it's, it's an okay course. It could be way better than it is. But when you and everyone on this planet begins to realize that we have an obligation to each other, to lift this lamp of knowledge, all kinds of knowledge, 
And where we see error and when we see falsehood and we see darkness, our enemy, the ignorance that, that invades the minds of men that we foolishly claim that they're evil, it's not the men aren't evil. It's, it's that they believe things that aren't true. And we can fix that. We, the people of this planet, can fix the errors of these people who believe things that are not true and act on them and invade other countries and kill people, innocent people, for what? It's just, it's, it has to stop. I can't stop it, but several million of us can certainly get the ball rolling, but it's got to be way more than just winning in court. It's got to be, first of all, understanding what are we trying to achieve, where are the tools and weapons to achieve it, and from my point of view, the tools and weapons to achieve it are these things called words that we don't understand, that we must understand, and we must understand, stand under this concept of living in a place where there is law and order, where so there can be peace. Because without law, I'm sorry, yeah, okay, without law, there can be no order. And without order, there can be no peace. And we have far too many people that just want to break the law and be angry that, and instead of learning how to use words. And we can teach them how to do that. So it goes way beyond winning in court. It's, it's about getting along with your neighbor, getting along with your, with your spouse or, or, or favorite person, whatever you have. Because the words are there for us. We can choose what words we want to basically worship. It wouldn't hurt us to worship the word justice. It's, it's our hope. Without it, there's no future for this planet. And for the people that are trying to make change, say just say, like we're conscious of, um, say, the World Health Organization, if it's some corruption that's going on there, is it better to go for the individual to get the results or to the company or the whole organization? Because I personally think it's the individual that you go for to make change at the top to try to get the right person in. Well, when we ask the question, where is the darkness? Every problem that we have as human beings arises when we believe falsehood. Where is it? Where's the darkness? Where's the error? Where's, where's that little germ of, of nonsense that somebody is, is permitting to rattle around inside their head where they're getting away from the idea that, 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 that they're not responsible, that they don't have a part in all of this. So find that. And then if it happens to reside within an individual, then we'll straighten out that individual using words. If it resides within an organization or a corporation or a government, then let's use words and straighten that individual or corporation or government, right? Get them right back on the path again. But I have to keep saying this as long as you don't turn me off, I'll keep saying it. The, the answer to all of this is not just about winning in court. It's about teaching our children 
teaching our children what are these things that we could be learning from people that have been dead for a very long time, but went to the trouble of writing those things down. I remember at the beginning of, of one of Dickens' books, Hard Times, it was. There was an introduction to one. It's not in all, not, not every book you find with hard times, you won't find it, but in some you may find the introduction. And he begins telling these pieces, speaking to, his, to the government and to the people. And he said, you, you know, you have this, you have that, and you're not doing anything about it. And he said, you must really be very careful because, and here's the quote, reality may take a wolfish turn and make an end of you. Well, that's happened before. It's happened in nations over the past. Just realities just made an end of nations because they wouldn't deal with these things that we need to deal with, some of which we can deal with in the courts, some of which we can deal by painting a painting or, or singing a song or dancing a dance or, or screenwriting a movie. There's all kinds of opportunities for us to use these ideas, these principles, these goals, these, these noble spirits that want to guide us to a safer future. And today's generation, from my point of view as a very, very old man, today's generation is oblivious. They have no idea. And I can't reach all of those people, but you can. You can reach people who will reach people who will reach people who will reach people, not about my course, but about these truths that are enduring truths that have been forgotten, that aren't even talked about. And I mean, just imagine what's going on in, in Washington, where people just seem to think, well, we can just throw all that to the side. That's all old. This is today. We've got to deal with this. We've got to deal with the pipeline. We've got to deal with this racial injustice. We've got to deal with all these. Yeah, we have to deal with them. But how are we going to deal with them if we don't submit ourselves to these fundamental principles that they're not going to change? God is not going to change reality because some political party decides that they're going to try to stand up about it. it, it that's not what life is about. We can, we can, right now, 2023, we can all begin to work to, to make this world a safer place for future generations by making up our minds that those of us who know these things to be true will teach our children and, just as importantly, stand against the falsehoods when we see them. Stand up against them. Put away this nonsense about being politically correct and being afraid to stand up against something. If it needs to be stood up against, stand up against it. If somebody doesn't like you because you have an opinion, well, that's not somebody you want to be friends with anyway. Am I still coming through loud and clear? I hope. Excellent. Listen, thank you very much, Frederick. I'll pass you over to Hartmut. Hello, Dr. Graves. My pleasure Hello. talking to you. <laughs> I see it uh, more from, um, let's say, from a psychological point of view and from the strategical point of view. On the one hand, um, we are, as individuals, we can know our rights and maybe we can teach our people around us um the problem let's say the problem in our generation is that many have uh, a concentration capacity of three tweets <laughs> and um, we are talking here about something which is an intellectual argumentation 
and on the right on the one hand with common sense and common law we can we can reach a lot in in the moment in germany the government changed a lot for example in germany every empl every employer who has more than 50 employees has to has to mention a trust person for information providers this means for example if someone is not um, does not accept the social standards which will be established at the moment at the green party concerning medical health concerning climate change concerning etc uh, people from the neighborhood your colleague can go to the info to the uh, to the trust person or to the uh, ministry of justice and can anonymous, anonymously can tell here is someone who uh, is not in the it's not on our track yeah this is some and in in germany we have for example uh, we are discussing the the uh, ministry for inner for inner affairs affairs they want to have a reversal of the burden of proof no this is something what they want to have here in germany and for example if you are an employee of the state and the state says you are guilty for something then you have to uh, as an employee of the state you have to prove that you are not guilty otherwise you are going to lose your pension and your job you know all this was foreseen by wiser men that are long yes. since dead and they tried to establish a mechanism that would prevent these things from happening but we've we've allowed this this ignorant machine to infest us i don't yeah. think it's too late but but i think we win in the long run not this year maybe not not next year but if we start now and make up our minds that we are going to preserve these things even if powerful people kill us drag us out in the street and kill us we are not going to give up these fundamental things which are the only way that there will ever be peace on earth and may i please add this which i firmly believe if there is any reason on earth we 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 who believe we are created beings if there's any reason on earth why we were created in the first place, then let that reason be to ultimately have peace on this planet, everywhere, every last individual to enjoy peace and, and fellowship and comradeship with their neighbors and, and neighbors individually and neighbors. I just, that's horrible what you're telling me, but I don't doubt you just that, it's been predicted we have to go back and look at the wisdom of people who are have been deceased for many years men like franklin and woolman and penn and marcus aurelius he's been dead a very long time george washington you know john adams and these people they had this vision of a government of the people by the people and for the people that would be succursal i like that word succursal to a set of rules that would never ever change and now we have change i apologize i yield back to you hartmut tell me yeah. more um 
uh, in my opinion, it's um, um, it's a very it's a it's a difficult situation. For example, I compare it with the uh, military dictatorship from Greece, of Greece in from 1967 to 1973. And the interesting thing was that in this time, the newspapers, the media, they were part of the population. They were faster in bringing the information on the street to Europe than the dictatorship couldn't control it. Mm. And for this reason, as Greece was part of the European Union, the dictatorship couldn't be accepted by the European Union anymore as a part. Mm. And so the and so the um, dictatorship had to find an end because the media were so powerful. It was the independent force in the country which could open the eyes of the people and so that there was, let's say, a revolution. Also, more or less, in whole Europe concerning this dictatorship. Mm. And today, in the United States, there are only five companies who own the complete media. And, and now the media is part of the um, of the establishment and the the construction of the establishment this is explained by the podcaster amazing Polly from Canada she, she explained it brilliant brilliantly uh, we have this pyramid structure and the higher the pyramid structure is the most narcissistic is the pyramid structure mm. for example you talk like an empath so you want to talk like people that for, of peace and of relationships, and let's say you go in into you go in um, re- connection with other people. Narcissists doesn't do this; they only have themselves oh. and the fear, mm-hmm. and the fear to um, be destroyed. And mm-hmm. the narcissist structure we can see it all over the world shows its face in the government. And this is a very tough war. In my opinion, it's the, it's the biggest battle we have ever had on this planet so far, I know. Well, I haven't thought to add on that. Well, maybe give you another angle of seeing it. You know, there was a fellow that you could read about, whether it's true or false, it's in the Bible. If you want to believe it's true because it's in the Bible, that's fine. It's an interesting story, whether it's true or false. But this fellow named John, he uh, he was one of the disciples. He was the one uh, who leaned on Jesus' breast at the Last Supper. He was the only one of the men who showed up at Calvary and wasn't he determined he was going to be there, drunken soldiers or with swords and and spears or not. He was there, and then later he he went around the country and visited various people who were gathered together. They called themselves churches, which we had more churches today like those, but they were people who gathered together. And there was this one group that was, that was led by a man named Diotrephes. You can read this for yourself. It's John's third letter in, in the King James or 
probably the same. And there's so many new Bibles, whatever, whatever, doesn't matter. So John wanted to, to speak to these people that hung out with Diotrephes. And a direct quote, I believe, is, but Diotrephes, who loves to have the preeminence, there's that thing that, that you are sensitive to, this, this idea of narcissism that just infects people. They have to be the top dog. They have to be the greatest of all time, and, and they want to gobble up the space. Well, look at, look at Caiaphas, who was the high priest of Israel, who plotted to murder Jesus. That's in the Bible. If the Bible's true, then that's what he did. He was the high priest of Israel, and he and his cronies plotted to murder this innocent carpenter. Well, same spirit, the spirit of Diotrephes, what, what, what you were calling that narcissistic spirit that wants to be top dog, that wants to, to lead the band. And I don't see that, that it's all that difficult for the rest of us who see these things that you see that are beginning to rear their ugly head, their unacceptable head, this, this head that has to be put back where it belongs, I don't see that it's impossible for us to do this. And th there have to be many mechanisms for that. As I said earlier, art, writing, poetry, songs, drama. We have all these opportunities um, I mean, people say, well, someday they'll take the internet away from us. Well, they haven't taken it away yet. We still have it. Let's use it while we can and, and teach people the things that you and, and Roy and Grace are sensitive to, because I believe it all has to do with education and to of let course. people, uh, there you go. See, but that has to be up to you. I can't do it. You can do it. Together, we can teach other people to do it, and those people can teach other people to do it. And it could happen very quickly. It could it could really happen. 2023, by the end of this year, we actually could be cleaning up the mess that we've allowed to exist. doesn't have to exist. We, we cannot allow the burden of proof to be shifted backwards. It's it's not good for the people. And if it's not good for the people, then it isn't right. And if it isn't right, we have to stand against it. And I know you're doing that. And if it comes down to it, we file a lawsuit. We get a record. We, we get these people to come and answer questions under oath in front of the rest of the world and then hold up that record for everyone to see. You know, this, this, this is what this man actually said under oath. We can do that. You have the tools and weapons, but I don't think it stops at the courthouse. I think it has to, it has to continue in the street and the taverns and the bars and the restaurants and the beauty salons and the barbershops. And they can't stop us there. No, they can't. I agree 100% with you. The What I want to emphasize is the deep subconscious programming of the masses so it's not that we can for example um there was yuri betsminov an ex-kgb agent who came in the, to, in the 70s to um the usa and he gave seminars in the 80s concerning uh, demoralization 
destabilization, crisis, normalization. And the destabilization is a demoralization. This is um, infiltrated in our school system and in, at the universities. And the fact or the, um, the result of this is that the people who were demoralized have not the power, uh, not the ability to see the truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And many people, especially highly educated people, have this kind of, of perspective. And this is, and to get the people in a way that the people will listen to you, this is this is, for my side, also a kind of art, because, for example, here in the media in Germany, if someone has a specific opinion, they say directly, they should be slammed, they should be get, they should be hit. Oh, this they say in the in the media. So the the people are programmed without um, uh, without seeing it. But at the end, I agree with you one hundred percent. I believe that this kind of war. I, in my, I see it as a war between narcissists and empath. I see that this situation in which we are right now is something like birth pangs. Like and at what? the end, birth pangs. Um, oh, for yes. example, if you get a birth, birth yes. uh, children. Yeah. In that moment, I think that the that there will be a new society which will based on empathy. So on high values and high um, attributes. Pray God, make it happen. But it has to happen with us, in us, among us, by us. Yeah, that's the reason why we are here. That's, that's uh, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. Well, anything I can do, I just, just one man, I just, you know, I want, I want, I want peace on earth. I believe in it. I believe that my friend that that allowed them to nail his hands and feet to a piece of wood that uh, he had a message. It wasn't just about, you know, look at me, you get to go to heaven. That, that I don't believe that's all the message. I believe he said, this is what injustice is. Work for justice, work for peace, you know, love each other, be friends with each other, be kind, be gentle. But Wisdom tells us, I think wisdom tells us, wisdom from above is pure, peaceable, gentle, full of mercy, you know, and the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace, James 3, 17 and 18, that, that, that wisdom wants peace. Wisdom could be another name for God. Wisdom wants peace. Wisdom wants us to be generous. And, and receive the fruits of our generosity. I mean, you can't be generous without having something come back your way. You just can't. You can't give away. You get more in return. These things are not being taught. Maybe the churches, if the churches could take a different slant on their approach to promoting the gospel and realize that maybe there's more to the gospel than what they're promoting. Maybe it's something that we need to have in the here and now. And to understand again that there there is order where peace lives and when order is taken away 
or when order is tipped on its side or turned upside down, like you're suggesting, which is pretty serious, something that has to be dealt with, has to be dealt with, has to be dealt with. That has to be changed. But when, when they try to take the order and turn it into disorder, the children suffer. You and I, you know, the three of us will get by. We, I believe that. I mean, you people, you, you, you're not being led by the nose by anybody. But hello, he is frozen. He is frozen at the moment. You can't hear him. I but hope. I, just, I can. Oh, ah, he's back. Okay. Uh, Dr. Graves, we couldn't yes. hear you for, for 30 seconds. Can well, you it's, just, the last 30 seconds? it's just the enemy of our souls trying to make make trouble. That's how it, it works. It's a war about our souls, sir. The what? It's a war about our souls. It is a war. But I want to tell you, it's a word war. The yeah. words are eternal. They don't change. The word justice and what it means and what it is, it's never going to change. They can take it away. They can they can burn our brains out. They can shoot, take us in the street and shoot us. It's not going to change what justice is. It's not going to change what prudence is. It's not going to change what fortitude is. Those things never change. But we're not teaching our children, and we could do that. And maybe I think that's part of our thing that we need to be doing, not just winning in court, maybe winning in court to demand that those things be taught use the courts to make those demands but but otherwise to do it ourselves to get those words together to find out what is important and promote it i'm just going off now just yeah i'll just um, take a break what what i want to want to mention uh, at last is for example this the subconscious programming, for example, of of Sylvester. Yeah. Now we had Sylvester, a new year. The funny thing is, it's it's in the winter time. <laughs> the new year should start in spring, not in the winter time. Uh, but the but how did it, how does it come that we have Sylvester on the thirty first of of December? Because of the name Sylvester, the Roman. Emperor Constantine put the first pope with the name Sylvester in position mm. and gave him the power over the military. Mm -hmm. And and the Sylvester, the Pope Sylvester, wanted to celebrate his name. And this is the reason why we celebrate Sylvester as slaves to honor our boss Sylvester. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the new year at all and this is all subconscious programming and 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 the people let's say on the top they are very good in subconscious programming and and it, it takes courage to see the truth and to, and to and to encourage the people that they see the truth this is i think a lot of a lot of work and to promote the truth and to promote the truth to see it is one thing. To promote it is another. It's another. And to encourage others to promote it and encourage others to encourage others to encourage others. We have this ability still. It can, it can be done. It must yeah. be done. 
we we must attempt it. Roy, you're awfully quiet. Yep. No, thank you. I, I pass you to Grace. It was a real pleasure talking to you, sir. Thank you so much. My, my pleasure, sir. Pleasure to meet all of you. And uh, Dr. Graves, yeah, I, I myself, I love words, especially words that I don't know. And then I find the meaning of the words because for me, that's connected to our DNA as well. Every letter has certain power and certain message. And we all know that already in science, they admit that it's like five letters. So yeah, they will try to, you know, change all the words, but it's only what they want to change for us. So let's let us reclaim all the power that we can do. Because you know, if as as you were saying, if it's something that is leading us to this empowerment, this belief of who we are truly here for, then you know they win, we lose. But no, there's no time for losing. And um, Dr. Graves, we love our children truly and they're the ones who are vulnerable are you in touch with um, or 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 are the homeschooling you know organizations are they reaching out to you and what can what can we further do so that um I, they can really incorporate or maybe are you going to make some kids stuff in, in your website and courses you know well being about to become 80 years old in April. Um, Congratulations. My, my, my brain is still working, but the rest of me is getting tired. And so I've been hoping and praying that this year will be the year when a, we will have a team that, uh, that this will all be taken over. It'll be done better. And we will start teaching in the earlier grades some of these concepts that we call common law, these these truths that are always true, uh, these these uh, doctrines of justice that determine who wins and who loses and why, and I believe that that can be taught. I have been speaking with some people who who keep saying, "Well, we have money, we can do this. We have money, we could, we could we we have money." And then after I talk to them for a little bit of time, it turns out that that they want to just turn everything around and make it about making money. And well, that I won't put up with that. I will hope I pray and you can pray that somebody somebody will come along one of these days and say that that they see this need and that they will commit to the need that they will throw money at it because it will take money to hire people to create the curriculum materials that have to, that has to be done i can't do it I, there just isn't enough hours in the day but someone that will come along and see that we can do this and that it will sustain itself financially there will be profits and the profits will go back in and it will grow and be something that will last for maybe years and maybe even generations i mean mcgraw hill's been around since 1887 i believe creating curriculum materials, but nobody's ever come up with the idea of creating justice curriculum materials for schools that are e-curriculums, that are interactive, that are, that are uh, you know, e-based, that have 
active cartoons and all kinds of wonderful things to entertain and educate and empower the children. I just keep praying it, that, that we'll do that and get it into the schools because at the very beginning of this expedition into the future, where we're going to be teaching the fundamentals to the children, they, they will learn the meaning of words. Um, and those words will be honorable and kind and uplifting and powerful and sure and fixed and unchangeable. And maybe a generation of children will will populate this world and, and bring about world peace. I believe it's possible. People say, oh, it never happened. Well, I don't even want to talk. Go away from me. I don't want to hear from you. Go away. Leave me alone. I don't believe you. I believe it is possible. And I believe my friend the carpenter died on that cross to show us where we begin. We will we do our best. Against, our we stand against, we stand against that spirit of diatrophies. We, we stand against it, and 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 we can. It's it's not impossible. It's just a matter of making up our minds, making a decision. Let there be a decision. Let this year be the year of decision. Excellence. This is beautiful. Yep. Let it be an, a beginning, the time where we could really make up our mind where we want to be in this history. <laughs> and mm -hmm. if, there, if there's a lot of manipulation through different media, we can re re counteract that by doing our part. As, as you said in many other podcasts, we have many devices, the internet, as I make the most of that because the source gave that to us as well. So not only that. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, Thank let's you. see, how else can we support uh, that project? And we'll keep you healthy. <laughs> All right. We, there are many, um, uh, for me, heroes who are really past 80 and they're doing their best. They're still kicking. So we'll make sure you reach that point beyond. <laughs> Anything more that you want to truly is say again or last message? And I will continue to post this, uh, your link. Okay, and the other courses. No, thank you. Thank all of you. And God bless us, everyone, as Tiny Tim said. We can't thank fail. <laughs> Take care. And uh, just like in the other episodes, please share, 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 subscribe, subscribe. Check the links that we post here and also on the post notes. And keep on multiplying. We may be just little quantum episode, but we'll have a quantum leap. Happy New Year. Take the stress out of your life by empowering yourself through education. Okay? Mm. Take care. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Mm. It was a